Welcome, travelers. We're aware that your journey was difficult, but prepare to have your questions answered, for you have been granted an audience with the Masters of Moth. Um. Music, 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 music. And welcome back to Masters of Modern. I am your host, Alex Kessler, here with a guitar and my co-host, Ben Bateman. What's up, guys? And today's a special episode for all you cool cats out there. We're going to be jazzing about some spoilers. We got our two spoiler cards for the Masters of Modern podcast for the Modern Masters 2017 set. If you didn't know, that is our namesake set series. It's our namesake. So... We're just gonna break down a little bit what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep these spoiler cards a little bit mysterious. <laughs> mysterious. <laughs> in in uh, you cued me up to sing on a part and I didn't sing. I know I'm so disappointed. My <laughs> my backup singer is just mysterious. Bad at this job. There we go. All right, so mind you, you definitely could just go to Twitter or Instagram and see this card. So make sure to follow us at the MMCast on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at ca- at Kess Wiley and. I'm at Ben Bateman. Media. Media. <laughs> uh, all right, so we have two cards. Uh, you know, in the history of our, our our podcast, we've had some pretty pretty significant spoiler cards. Uh, I would say Fatal Push was our strongest. Before that was uh, I think maybe Blossoming Defense was our strongest. I mean, Fatal Push is the best card we've ever had previewed. Yeah, and then and then Blossoming Defense, which is the one right before that, and then Whispers of Emrakul before that, which is the worst of the three. We really, this is really only our fourth time. Yeah, but it's our fourth and fifth because twist ending. There's two spoilers today. <laughs> twist ending. This is the crying <laughs> game. Don't watch that movie. It's weird. Wait, what? Yeah, why would you rep- recommend that? You're the movie person. It's a weird movie. It's like the oh, that's the, that's the classic like weird twist that then got parodied by everyone because it's like really weird and creepy. Just okay. don't watch it. It's not worth it. all right so we're gonna do a little bit of trivia without telling you what cards we're talking about before we reveal what cards these are uh then we're gonna reveal them then we're gonna discuss what they mean as reprints in general uh spoilers they are reprints they're not new cards so the way modern master sets work is you don't reprint one uh but you do have to play the guitar while talking about them it's funny, I was just going to put the guitar down. I feel like it's distracting me. I'm doing that thing where I'm like intermittently saying things, but I'm not actually like really listening. I'm like listening without hearing. All right, well, well why don't you keep the guitar, but why don't you ask me a question? Give me some, give trivia me some questions trivia. that only pertain yeah. to... So we have two cards. Uh, one of them we'll refer to as card A. Yes. Uh, and that one would arguably be the older card. And card B is the newer card. So quickly, before we do the thank, the, the, sorry, the trivia, there's a thank you that I want to throw out. And the big thank you is Wizards of the Coast acknowledges now that we are like at least a modern podcast. We're part of the community. Yeah. We're, we're like community members. One of the podcasts that represents modern that they're happy with. And it's so cool. We like, are communal with all of you listeners. Because we grew up playing Magic, just like everybody who listens to this podcast or, you know, not necessarily grew up, but like we had our start and then we continued and 
we just, it's just really cool. I, I remember like 06 and 04, like refreshing the mothership and seeing, like, I remember reading the article when they spoiled Cryptic Command and like, like, oh, this is so cool. This is the first thing. And like, we get to be that person. And granted, these are spoilers that, you know, they're re- reprints, but just a big thank you because we feel really special and it's really exciting for us to be a part of that community in that way. So uh, as a, you know, just kind of start this off, uh, the two cards we have are in the top 10 most played cards in modern period and have been since they've been printed, probably. Yeah, I think these cards are like big time cards. Possibly in modern since form. modern has existed. I, I mean, if, since modern existed, even if the top four played cards in modern weren't all Spellskite, these might even have a shot of being in the top five. You know, Spellskite is sadly no longer in the top. I 10. know, in the post twin era, it's it not is as number six in the top ten creatures, but it is below Simeon Spirit Guide. <laughs> That's not going to last long. They're going to ban how, a card. How does that feel? Stupid all right, ape. so, <laughs> so, your what's your first trivia question? Okay, my first trivia question for you. Okay. Card B came out the same year as these three cards you're going to list, which are three of your favorite cards that came out in that year that are not this card. We will not reel the sets or okay. the year. That's okay. up to you. So I, I could just literally do one card to okay. accomplish this? Does it have to be from every set that's not the set the card is in? No, it could be any of the four sets that came out in that particular year. All right, I'm going to do do that. Okay, so... Vengevine. <laughs> okay, sweet. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, Primeval Titan. Oh, that's a really good one. And Celestial Colonnade. That's pretty darn good. Yeah. Those are all staples. Yeah. Well, well not Vengevine. Eh, Vengevine's not really a staple. Vengevine is a staple of this podcast. <laughs> and Vengevine has like fallen out of your favorites, really? It's like, it. it okay. I haven't cast it or had it come into play for free <laughs> done anything in a long time with it yeah the dredge decks kind of like replaced it in terms of things that you like then it's yeah. not a part of those decks they no. do what you want to be doing but in terms of like if you were going to have like a poster on your wall of things vengevine I do might really like it. i like the geist art more like i think geist is an easier chance of surviving the vengevine but i think vengevine like it has it has that like emotional place in your heart anyway that's my first question okay your three cards listed <laughs> we're primeval titan vengevine and Celestial Colonnade. Celestial Colonnade. Those all came out the same year as this card. Yeah, I do love Celestial Colonnade. Yeah, it's a great card. Uh, all right, great. All right, so you guys on the podcast have a little bit of a secondary quiz of which year are we talking about? It's not hard. I picked pretty pretty obvious. Eh. People still need to figure it out. Yeah. Or just go to our Twitter, which yes. is at the MM yeah. Cast, to right. find out the cards we spoiled. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now, my question for you is how many times... Has each of the cards been printed? Ooh, that's pretty tough. So I'm going to say... Card B is easier. A is much harder. B, I think, like, there's the original set. There was one more printing in this printing. So that's the, definitely the, the definitive answer on card B is three. Okay. And then there's card A, which is, like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... It's got like the original printing, a bunch of weird printings, some promo printings, and this printing. So I'm going to say like, I'm going to guess like (laughs) eight. Delaying with the guitar. (laughs) I'm going to guess eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Was I dead on? Yeah. Including the promos? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It lists them in there, or you counted them? I counted them. I was dead on with eight? Yeah. 
wow, that's amazing. I really didn't think I was going to get that. Everyone clap for Ben. Ben, why don't you, why don't you do a little guitar solo while, I, uh, while, while you ask me my next question? I really can't do that. <laughs> I'm really not a lead guitar player. Um, but I'm going to ask you your next question. Okay. Uh, when building with these two cards in the modern format, okay. what are the counts that normally show up in deck lists? Okay. Do you want classic and current statistical? <laughs> no, I want like the not like statistical, but like based on our experience doing 121 episodes of the podcast. In my, in my based on doing 120 episodes of the podcast, the honest answer I would give is probably for card B three and card A four. But according to MTG Goldfish, <laughs> because this is actually said, not that you knew that this was true, and not that I knew the answer to this question, because my next question is relevant to this. Uh, 3.3 cards per deck for card A. 3.3? Yep. And 3.4 for card B. So technically, there are more copies of... Card B? Card B than card A. That's so bizarre, because 3.3 is crazy, because I would have thought, like, card A feels like a 4. Like a solid, hard 4. Whereas card B feels much more like a... I can see where you would get a 3.4 from. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's so surprising. Yeah. But that's on the that's whole. Current, that's current day-to-day metagame. Wow. All right. My question, which is the reason I was on this website, is which one sees more play? You just answered the question, didn't you? On average? Didn't you just answer the question on average? That it is- no, no. no I, 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 we just discussed which one sees more, more copies per deck, but which one shows up in more decks. Oh. Big difference. And play guitar. What are you thinking? <laughs> we have a guitar here for a reason. I gotta think about this. <laughs> We're getting off rhythm. Uh, I'm gonna say that it is card B that sees more play. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Card A sees more play. A being the older card, being yes. the the yep. one with more printings. Yep. Yep. You're correct. I figured. Okay. So that was the end of the quiz game. That's the now end we get to tell you the cards. Yeah. So this is exciting. card A. Previously of Modern Masters 1. Previously of a dual deck. Tezzeret versus... Uh, no, uh, what's it called? Koth versus... Uh, Elspeth? No. Koth versus... Other guy. Of that color? A Johnny? Venser versus Koth. Oh, Venser. Previously <laughs> of... An arch enemy deck. <laughs> Previously of an FNM promo. Previously, Previously of commander. A DCI promo. Yeah, literally every type of card <laughs> that this could be, every type of deck. Previously in the modern event deck. Still twelve ninety nine and out of stock until we release this episode tomorrow morning on Star City Games. I don't think this will change the price. It's like Birds of Paradise has like didn't change any of the seventeen printings. Path to Exile. Boomtown, Path to Exile. Give me a little strum. That's the Path to Exile strum. You have better have a different strum for the next card. It's moody. All right, so for those who don't know, Path to Exile is one white exile any creature, and that player may search for a land to put in the play under the control instead. Uh, it is the best removal in the format. Lightning Bolt maybe competes because it does damage to their face, but is that removal or is that damage to the face? Uh, honestly, and it seems, it seems like Lightning Bolt is falling out of favor a little bit. Yeah, because people have big butts and they cannot lie. Yeah. Or they like big butts and exactly. they cannot lie. And have them. So that is the first spoiler. And the second one. Second one. Printed twice. Originally from Rise of the Eldrazi. 
then rare shifted. Rare shifted in conspiracy was unable to be printed in the second set of last year Oath of the Gatewatch due to the fact that it is not colorless and they all needed to be colorless. Inquisition of Kozilek. That's that's the Inquisition of Kozilek strum. Like Path to Exile makes sense because it's like I'm on a path. It should be more epic. It's like Kozilek rising from. Oh, no, okay. So this card, one black. Yeah. Look at target player's hand. You may pick a card from it with converted man cost three or less, and they discard it. It is the premier removal spell alongside Thoughtseize. And yeah. hand, hand disruption spell. It, it is arguably the best hand disruption spell ever printed. I mean, it's this and Thoughtseize are the two best ever. It, there's no competition. Duress does not compete. Um, there's no. I mean, people can. I've, I've heard people make arguments before that in eternal formats, that Unmask is particularly strong just because it's a free spell you can play. I think it's comparable though, but it's not as good. It's it's these are the two. And yep. So these. What's interesting? These are the, like they're kind of the parents in my brain to our previous spoiler card, Fatal Push, because yep. in many ways, like Fatal Push has the uh, the like the physical characteristics. That it's a black card, so it looks like kind of Inquisition of Kozlek, but then it's got like the personality. Of a path to exile, and it's got like the the like, you know, the I mean, bone structure of a path to exile. Uh, do you think that going forward we're going to see a higher composition of fatal pushes index than these cards? Because fatal push is really breaking out right now. Well, I think I don't think I don't think it'll supersede either of these. But I, I think I mean, especially Inquisition and Kozlek and fatal push are generally going to go hand to hand. But I think, and I think path is better than fatal push hands down. But I think there are definitely decks that might be looking. And I do think Fatal Push is better in decks with Mana Leak. I think a blue-black deck is better than a blue-white deck in regards to Mana Leak's relationship with Fatal Push versus Mana Leak's relationship to Path to Exile. One thing I thought was really interesting was in, in last week's episode with Corey, we talked a lot about how that Death Shadow Jun deck was kind of like the best... What did he say? He said it was like, this is the best deck that's been out there the whole time. We just weren't smart enough to figure out that it was out there yet. And... He described it as a legacy deck because the CMC is so low, so efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes you really think, like, is modern going towards a place where as they reprint more cards and there's, like, sort of more synergies figured out and more unfair things are banned, the CMC is going to get so low that you're basically just not going to see anything over three. It's just going to be all the well, ones and Inquisition twos. Inquisition like and, and Fatal Push both lead people to want to end Abrupt Decay, all encourage you to play with four drops. No, I agree. But what I'm saying is, like, I don't know that those cards are enough to encourage you to play four drops because I don't know if you're going to get enough value out of playing a four drop, like if it will be efficient enough to actually compete. So what I wonder is, are we moving towards a world where Fatal Push is better than Path and Inquisition is better than Thoughtseize? Bar none, no question. It's not because even because of the speed of the format. Because yeah, because are we just moving towards a world where those are just going to be the cards, and yeah, that's just I just want to play some five drops. Oh, you play. I want to play some Stormbreath Dragons. Stormbreath's really good. It, <laughs> it, it can't powerful. be killed by any of these cards. How much better is Stormbreath and Thundermaw Hellkite? Uh, Stormbreath has protection from white, and that's important because of path. It's yeah. more important than protection from lingering souls. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Uh, but so something do, I do want to bring up before we finish this episode uh, and thank all of you guys for listening and being our friends is that it's really like I'm, I'm, I'm hoping and with the fetch lands being reprinted at rare damnation at rare likely a goblin guide at rare uh, likely we'll get stuff like snapcaster major at rare probably not mythic that's going to be mythic. I think it's going to be mythic well because they haven't they haven't ever printed a card that had mythics in that set and changed its rarity to mythic from rare. This is my thought. Like, um, why wouldn't why wouldn't Noble Hierarch be a mythic? Um, at this point, to me, with them get like, do you really think that they're gonna give us 
because I we knew they weren't going to upgrade the fetches to mythic. So that was a thing. I mean, if they we didn't Who think knows? They, were... they might be trying to just make modern cheap with the set, like yeah. just giving up on the whole. But I'm saying is the fact that you can open all of those fetches at rare, and on top of that, they didn't they didn't shift guide up, which is like that was the other obvious one they could have shifted up. Well, no, but my point is that they they are basically refusing to shift up. I am not convinced Liliana's in this set yet. And like there's a really funny video with the professor with uh um the cosplayer who plays Liliana. Sprinkle. Uh, Christina Sprinkle? Yeah. Uh where like she's she's like, Why am I not on the box? What the F? You got you got you got Dombey Raid on the packs, you don't got Liliana on the packs? I think that they put Liliana on the set. It just it just seems crazy to me that they wouldn't put Lily in the set. Some people it's... think she might just be reprinted in Amaket. They were gonna reprint her in M fifteen, so they might have reprinted her in the in actual standard. I thought they didn't want to reprint her in standard because she's too powerful. No, they didn't want to reprint her into standard during uh mono black devotions got reign. It. Same reason for damnation. Uh I think that there's also a chance that they didn't want to put her on boxes because they're using the Gatewatch to represent standard. And so having her on bot packs might confuse new players. That's my guess from a marketing perspective. I'm just going to go out there and say, you were totally surprised by the the fetches, right? Yeah, no, no. Major surprise. I literally bought a foil Misty Rainforest actually today. I agreed to give the person $100 and I paid them $100 because I'm a good person. I I agree to what I say I'm going to do. A foil Misty Rainforest from... Modern Masters 2017, how much less than $100 is that? 85 maybe? The price of those fetches, they're going to drop, but they're not going to plummet. Well, that's one thing I do want to say. Don't sell out right now. When this episode's coming out early enough, don't sell your cards. The, like Random commander staples that they're going to reprint that like were only expensive because of rarity reasons. Damnation might be an example of this. Maybe it's worth kind of dumping, but even then, like I've never dumped cards in this kind of format where it hasn't bit me in the butt before. So, like I, I'd say, like if you had held on to your expensive cards from previous Modern Masters, you'd have made your money back at this point. There's only like a few cards. There's only a few cards that actually got reprinted in, in situations like this, plummeted, and then then didn't bounce back. Like right. it's it's well, very Chaz, very Chaz rare. Andres. Uh, who we mentioned a lot on this cast, did an article recently where he literally went through every major card from the first two Modern Masters. I think this is two weeks ago, so it might be free now. Um, StarCityGames.com. He, where he went through each one and picked, like, showed what its price was before, what its price right after, and what its price right now was, and kind of showed which cards bounced back and which ones there, didn't. Like, like, one of the only cards I can think of that was, like, 18 to $20 at printing was uh, Daybreak Coronet, and that plummeted down to like three, four, yeah. five bucks, and it stayed there. There's that's, a few. There's a few cards that got printed that were expensive and weren't, but that's because like at the same time their deck has seen less play. Yeah, Boggles is like just, and that's the only deck that will ever see that card. Whereas Damnation, right. Damnation's played in any control deck that you need like two copies of a sweeper it, in the sideboard. It'll be played in every black commander deck in the history for the rest of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree with you. Um, and look at like Damnation is very comparable. I would compare it to uh, um, Doubling Season. Yep. Doubling season to bounce back, no problem. Yeah, absolutely. But the the thing I do want to say is, you know, at rare we have these grays that are worth something. Based on our spoiler today, we have commons and unco- or uncommons specifically that are worth something, and that's what kind of MM two was missing and MM one had was uncommons and rares that were worth opening packs for in larger numbers. All of MM 2s value was at mythic. Yeah, so it's, it's nice seeing kind of the spread go down again, and I think I'm really excited for this. I already pre-ordered my box. I might buy. It two other ones as the time goes on. I mean this is th- this would be my first thought and maybe this is like the un maybe this is like the uneducated thought but like 
and we do want to do an entire, you know, Modern Masters 2017 review. So, like, we should probably call it in just a second here. But my major thought would be this. I don't expect that those fetch lands are going to get reprinted another time anytime soon. I think this is the big, this is the big, let's sell Modern Masters 2017 packs, right? That's what the move here. Let's, let's go all in and try to sell these packs. And so, yeah, I think you can expect a 40% drop initially with those lands. I think they'll probably plummet. But they'll bounce back relatively quickly. And you're not talking about standard cards. You're not talking about, you know, pre-cons. You're talking about a pretty premium product that they don't print that much of. But once the summer passes, going into the fall, like, they're replenishing the supply of these cards. But, like, this is a pretty good set to open for rare. The fact that you can open five fetch lands in the set as well as all the other things that are going on, all those money uncommons and commons that they print in these sets, you know that they've balanced it. You know that, of course, they've balanced the price in their minds. They don't want to destroy the market, but though, like, to, it, for my money, those fetch lands are a pretty safe investment, which means buying these packs, it, for my money, is a pretty safe investment. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean... It- the first, second one wasn't as much. The first set, I remember drafting sets, drafting packs, and just like it was going well. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, sweet. Um, so I think that's it for the episode. We're at we're at sixty minutes. I think we're doing pretty well. Sixty minutes. Sixteen. Oh, got it. I was gonna say we're, this is sixty minutes. Yeah. Oh, shoot. This has been the most fun. MM cast in the whole wide one world. <laughs> trying to rhyme. You rhymed one with one. All right. You <laughs> ruined the moment, Kessler. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys, everyone. Thanks for listening. We uh, love you all. Uh, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram. That is where you can see pictures of these sweet cards with the new set symbol. Uh, we will do our. We have a sweet episode coming up this week dealing with new types of cards. And then next week we'll have our MM Cast rev- uh, Masters of Modern review. And uh, yeah, Modern, make- Modern Masters. Modern review. Masters review. <laughs> we'll, we'll both review the set and this podcast. Uh, 123 episodes kind of a, in. How do you think things are going, Kessler? <laughs> I think we did that in like our 100th episode. Yeah, we'll probably do it again at 200. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we have an awesome guest we won't announce just yet, but that uh, new card types, evaluating them as they come out thing, that's like something we're very excited about. So that'll be later in the week, and then we will do our uh, Modern Masters. Yep, make sure to check out the Command Zone at collected.company. Make sure to check out Wizards' homepage, uh, Blake PR. Blake Rasmussen does a like daily see where all the spoilers are. We'll be there and you should check out all the other great content producers coming out with cool spoiler videos right now like The Professor and his video with uh, Sprinkle and other ones that I am not prepared to say because it was only day one and I don't have the ins on who got what and what's making who. But uh, check it out. Love you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Thanks for listening guys. Bye. Thank you for your attention. See you later. Alligator.